Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 150, a podcast about nothing. Before we start, I thought it might be nice to highlight a few ways you can show your support for Math Mutation since I received a recent query about donations. I don't actually accept money, as I like the idea of total independence. But if you find the power of the podcast to be so overwhelming as to loosen your wallet, please donate some money to your favorite charity in honor of Math Mutation and send me an email about it. I also love hearing directly from fans, either in the form of an email to eric, that's E-R-I-K, at mathmutation.com, or by posting a review to iTunes. And don't forget to sign up as a fan on Facebook as well. Anyway, you may recall that in the last episode I asked for topic suggestions for episode 150. While I received a few unrelated emails from listeners, nobody was brave enough to actually suggest a topic. So, being in a glass-half-full kind of mood, I decided to treat the lack of suggestions as a suggestion in itself and do a topic that's been on my back burner for a while, the number zero. To start with, we should clarify a few things about zero. In one sense, it's a simple representation of nothing. But perhaps even more importantly, it plays the critical role of a placeholder in our positional number system. For example, how do you know that you're listening to episode 150 and not episode 15? It's because of that zero in the ones place, which pushes the five into the tens place and the one into the hundreds place. This seems like an obvious idea now, but that wasn't always the case. You may recall that the Roman number system was basically non-positional. With a few minor exceptions, you essentially wrote a bunch of symbols down in any order, added their values, and got a total. Systems like Roman numerals quickly grow cumbersome in the face of large numbers and led to the confusing situation of many possible representations of the same number. One of the earliest positional number systems was used by the Babylonians, well established by the second millennium BC. Their system was base 60 instead of base 10, and we still hear echoes of it today when we measure time or angles. Initially, they did not have a symbol for zero, which meant the written numbers were inherently ambiguous, You could not tell whether you'd written 61 or 3,601, 60 squared plus 1, because there was no symbol marking any non-used powers of 60 in the number. By the first millennium BC, the system had been enhanced by several authors to use placeholder symbols such as a pair of wedges, but these were only used internally between two digits. Trailing zeros in the lower places could still only be identified by context. There must have been a lot of arguments with the waiters over the check in ancient Babylonian restaurants. Strangely, even when used by a few mathematicians, this placeholder concept did not take hold very quickly. Despite all their advances in mathematics, the Greeks didn't develop a true positional number system. This may have been partially due to the Euclidean emphasis on geometry, where numbers were respected mainly for their usefulness when talking about drawn figures. A few Greek and Roman astronomers, such as Ptolemy in 130 AD, used the Babylonian system enhanced by the placeholder zero when recording their observations, but this was still considered an esoteric usage. We should also mention that the native Olmecs and Mayans of the Americas independently developed a mixed base 20 and base 18 positional system as early as the 1st century BC, which also included a true zero placeholder symbol. Their long count calendar basically counted the days from 3114 BC, when raised up Sky Lord caused three stones to be set by associated gods at lying down sky in first three stone place, While their numbers were mostly base 20, the second digit from the end rolled over whenever it hit 18 rather than 20. This mixed base is kind of strange until you think about the fact that 20 times 18 is 360, very close to the number of days in an actual year. 
Most sources seem to agree that the widespread use of a true zero originated in India between 500 to 700 AD. In Brahmagupta's treatise, The Opening of the Universe, he laid out a number of rules for mathematical operations on numbers, including zero. Some of his rules are very familiar to us today, such as adding zero to a negative number gives you a negative, and adding zero to a positive number gives you a positive. But strangely, he tried to define division by zero, claiming zero over zero equals zero. Today we see that's clearly wrong. If a calculation results in zero over zero, you simply need more context to figure out a reasonable interpretation. For example, look at the function y equals x over x. You can see that this is 1 for all non-zero values, so shouldn't it also be 1 for x equals 0, thus showing that 0 over 0 equals 1? But then, on the other hand, look at the function y equals 2x over x. With exactly the same reasoning, we can show that 0 over 0 equals 2. The Hindu-Arabic number system, a positional base 10 system with 0, was originally brought into Spain in the 11th century by the Moors. Apparently it had spread into common usage among merchants in that civilization. It was popularized in Christian Europe by Leonardo of Pisa, or Fibonacci, in 1202. Even then, it did not exactly take the continent by storm. While mathematicians embraced it, merchants continued using the non-positional Roman numeral system for several more centuries before it slowly died out in the face of a superior competitor. Except, of course, for the critical tasks of expressing motion picture copyright dates or naming popes. As usual, I've barely scratched the surface here. Whole books have been written about the number zero, such as Robert Kaplan's highly regarded The Nothing That Is. You can also find some excellent online articles linked in the show notes. But hopefully this podcast has given you a non-zero number of things to think about. And this has been your math mutation for today.